undefeated, baby. Balling hard, undefeated, 5-0. Oh. Theo, how you feeling? Oh, yeah, I'm not feeling too bad either, man. I was 4-1. We as a team went nine wins and one loss last week at our NFL Fab Five picks. Yeah. Feels pretty good, man. We have even records of 28 wins and 24 losses on the season. So we're well above 50% now. Yeah, last week really helped. I mean, uh, but I know you're feeling good because I know you had a couple two and three weeks, you know, a few yeah. weeks ago. So uh, hitting our stride, or at least that's that's what I like to think. But, you know, it could all come crashing down after one weekend too, right? So uh, I feel like, um, you know, I would have made a, a lot more money last week if there was no such thing as a push. Yeah, yeah. And I pushed a lot of games last week, man. Yeah. Even the, uh, the San Diego game mm-hmm. pushed it at eight, and I also pushed the Arizona game at three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's uh, besides the point, and we can get to uh, get to the, these ones. I don't know what what you think of last week, man. Dallas got stomped. Yeah, it really got stomped out, and it's just showing that the the Saints, when they're at home, they can do a lot of damage. And the Cowboys, you know, they they were my preseason pick. But just really decimated by injuries, and that defense is horrible. So when you lose DeMarcus Ware, now they lost Sean Lee. Um, those are just two massive blows to a defense that is just atrocious right now. Speaking of injuries, man, um, Jay Cutler went out against the Lions, and he got knocked around by Sue and Fairley, and he got knocked down again. So you got McCown starting there again. You had Seneca Wallace go down on his first series, and then you had, uh, what's his name, Scott Fugazi or something like that, start for Green Bay. Well, it, it's funny how they always say, you know, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. But I think what this year is really showing, you need two quarterbacks. With a yeah. lot of quarterbacks in the league, sometimes you can't even let, name who the backup is. And that can be a problem because we're seeing a lot of QBs go down, and you need that person to step up. And... You're seeing it in Chicago right now. People are liking McCown. They're, they're feeling pretty comfortable with him. But it's it's nice to have a guy that can come in and you don't have to worry it's going to be a train wreck. Because in some of these other situations, man, like the Green Bay situation, I don't know what this kid, Scott Tolzian or whatever his name is, is going to do. I don't know if they're going to have to bring Matty Flynn in. Yeah, and uh, one guy that everybody does know, well, at least everybody from uh, Buffalo, and every Buffalo Bills fan I know, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is back. Yeah, going to finish off the season there. And that that's the other thing as a free agent. you got to make sure you're making that right decision on what place to go to. Jake Locker's had injury history the last few years. So as a former starter, you're, you're saying to yourself, where can I get an opportunity to play? And it's working out for Fitzy. Um, and at the same time, you know, I'm not big on Fitzpatrick, but it is good to have somebody who has been a starting quarterback come in and, and play the position. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, th- this guy is always good for about two touchdowns and three interceptions. And those interceptions, kind of like uh, Eli Manning's, they're they're good for pick sixes. Right, yeah. This, this Eli, well, this guy, this Eli, I don't know, man. Eli Thompson and... Eli, Eli Manning and Nucky Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like your That's breakdown. Is, Little Boardwalk Empire. I, I'm liking that show right now. I don't watch it on Sunday. I'll make sure I watch it on Monday. But my boy yeah, Chalky White in a little bit of trouble there. Chalky needs to know how to pick a joke, yo. 
Yeah, yeah, a little too serious, man. And yeah, very serious. He, you know, getting himself into trouble. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, the thing about the Giants, though, man, they're making a little comeback right now. And with Dallas uh, staggering, um, I yeah, I think that division is it's one of those divisions. It's like four of those teams could be just 8-8 eight eight by the end of it. And by some, you know, breakdown of divisional matchups, that's who's going to win the division. But it's it's looking like a mess. Yeah, it's like, uh, what's the least smelling piece of garbage in the trash bin? Yeah. Kind of division. And uh, the Giants barely, barely beat the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. And Eli Manning had 140 yards of offense. Yeah. Terrell Pryor had 120. Like, this thing was a disaster. <laughs> but they had uh, their running back went for over 100. So at least they had that. Um, who I was really impressed with, which I called it last week, and it was one of my picks, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Blew out the Atlanta Falcons. Just killed them. And that's what they're supposed to do. They're yeah, supposed yeah. to win like that. Yeah, they needed to get back on track because that Tampa Bay game, they weren't looking good. I mean, they came back and won. But, yeah, for a team that's really everybody's Super Bowl pick right now, 9-1, and one, you got to have some of those games where you just stomp dudes out. And Atlanta, you know, as much as they were fighting for the season, they were also um, a team that could get knocked down like that. And, and that's what they did. So they pulled it off nicely. And then you had uh, Tampa Bay taking advantage of the tragedy in Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like they were having a contest for who could coach and play the worst. It was amazing. You, you thought Tampa Bay was dominating, and then they let up a touchdown, and then all of a sudden Miami starts to steamroll, and you start to think, okay, Miami's going to take over. And then you see Tampa Bay come back, yeah. score. It's like, what is going on, and who are they running with? Like, they had no, even, uh, you know, what's-his-name got injured for, for Tampa Bay, their, their running back, mm-hmm. Derek Martin. Yep. And then James went out. It's like, who is going to run? You got this Leonard guy. What is he, like 40 years old? Oh, it's crazy. And then you look at the rushing statistics for Miami. Um, <laughs> two yards or minus two yards, something like that. But uh, just atrocious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no man, line to run bad. behind, though. So. You know who I noticed didn't run well? Um, well, no team seems to, seems to run well against Detroit. Yeah. Most running backs end up less than 50 yards against Detroit. And um, the other team that does not run well at all is Baltimore. Yeah, that's a shock, though, too. Ray Rice having a horrible year. Yeah, and uh, his backup, Ben Pierce, is not much better. No. So this week, you know, when you're on the road, you gotta you got to run the ball, man. you got to run the ball when you're on the road. Like, look at, look at even Detroit. They don't really run the ball, but Reggie Bush went for 105 in <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think that's one of the big surprises, though. This year, the running backs have really struggled. You're seeing a lot of running backs really struggle. And if it's not struggling, they're struggling to stay healthy. Arian Foster out now. I mean, Jamal Charles is doing it a little. But, like, AP's not putting up the numbers he's used to. Uh, I I thought Chris Johnson might strike back. But, you know, he's not putting up numbers. Ray Rice, obviously. MJD, man. You go through the list of these elite running backs, and, and they're just not getting it done. There's not a lot of 100-yard runs. Like I'm finding that it's some of the quarterbacks 
that are putting up big Russian numbers. Like Terrell Pryor is putting up better stats than half these guys when it comes to running. It's true. Uh, one guy who is catching on just about right now is Alfred Morris in the last few weeks. Yeah, finally, it's kind of like he's starting to hit his, his stride, though, too. But that whole Washington team, man, I don't know what to make of those guys. So it's a good thing they got a divisional matchup because uh, that's just a team going up and down, up and down, but mostly down. I feel like I have a pulse on Washington. So we'll, we'll get into that. And we'll also get into our uh, personal Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, exactly. Happening in Pittsburgh. But let's... Uh, Let's get to some picks, man. We'll talk about our personal Super Bowl, and then we'll uh, we'll chop it up with a little bit of NBA, man. Yeah. So who's your first pick this week? Well, might as well come out the gates and talk about it, man. I got Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the hell is the spread in Pittsburgh, man? You're getting points in Pittsburgh. What, what is the spread? Yeah, I love it, man. Um, just one point, man. One point. So, uh, plus one. So... Um, it's interesting how this one is just basically a pick 'em, but um, it should be a good game. It should be a good matchup. I mean, I think for Detroit, it's one of those trap games of, you know, you can't take Pittsburgh lightly. They've had a couple big uh, weeks, Detroit, but this is another team. You know, Pittsburgh rebounded against the Bills, and um, these guys are still fighting. They're saying we're not out of it yet. I mean, Pittsburgh's got some divisional matchups coming up where you can gain some ground. Cleveland and uh, Cincy are going to beat up on each other this week. So, you know, the Steeler Nation still believing we got an outside shot at that last one. Man, if by outside, you mean like out of the country, in the ocean, then I, I would agree with you with that, with the outside. But I don't think they're anywhere close to that. And I think they're just trying to redeem some dignity. I don't think we can even talk about any kind of playoffs, anything like that. Outside, outside shot, man. Shot, man. Very outside. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, the day, I cannot believe the day is here when the Detroit Lions are favored in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yeah. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Um, I'm going to go back to that divisional matchup that we were talking about, and I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins plus three and a half points in Philly. Right. So You got the pulse. Why? Why am I saying that? Because Philly is 0-4 at home. Mm -hmm. They're no good at home. They've been okay on the road. Nick Foles has looked great. Against who? Oakland. Who did they play last week, Philly? Um, Who was Philly playing against? Green Bay. Was it Green Bay? Yeah, man. Come on now. Seneca One of my wins. And and... No, they, this ain't the team. And Washington, they seem to cover the spread when they get into shootouts. And I really like the way they're going. They played on Thursday night last week. They're coming off a loss to Minnesota. And they've had 10 days to prepare. Philly's on a high, on a real high. And uh, they're really crappy at home. They don't cover the spread at home. So, and people are going to be all over Philly. The whole public's going to be all over Philly. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised to see this line go up to uh, to four points by by Sunday. But I think Washington's the way to go, man. I really believe in their running game, and if they control the ball against Philly, I think they have a really good chance to uh, to win outright. Forget the spread. 
Yeah, Philly 0-4 at home. Deshaun Jackson already talking about the Philly fans. That That's one of those places I wouldn't like to play, man. Like, they're not happy unless they win a championship, and they don't win championships. So it's just miserable. Um, and that's the way Philly's always been. I mean, I, I like Philly right now because they are heating up. They are feeling like taking over that division. They got a chance to really... Um, gain some ground with this win. They'd be six and five, and, and they'd move into the top spot. Um, so I would, I, I was leaning more towards Philly. They're not my pick, though. But uh, again, Washington, you just don't know what you're going to get with them. So I had to stay away from that one, man. But I'm going to take a team in that division, though, in that horrible and NFC least division. I'm going to go with the New York Giants. Oh wow! Minus five. Wow, yeah, and the lines come down there. So taking the minus five is not bad. It was out. It was at seven, man. Hmm. Yeah, I always like when it moves under seven because when you got that full touchdown, then you're like you got to put a little bit more on there on top. But minus five is not too bad at home against a Green Bay team that is going to struggle with that. You know, their third string quarterback in there. I just don't believe in homie. And I believe that the New York Giants, you know, who've won a few in a row now, could be starting to heat up. They're looking to get back in the mix right now, and this would be a perfect opportunity to do it. The Green Bay defense, you know, is a perfect way for Eli to get back on on, uh, on his footing. So I got to go with the Giants here. Yeah, I hear you there, man. I just don't like these spreads at five and stuff like that. It's like in no man's land. Yeah. It's off uh, key numbers, and it's, it's a little bit weird. Um I'm going to go right back to the well here, man. Two weeks in a row. Sean Payton and Drew Brees at home. Yep. Easy breezy. And this has nothing to do with how San Francisco has looked. I really don't care about which team is coming into New Orleans. If you're going to let me have... Oh, hold on a second. That spread changed. It's at three and a half now. I don't care. I'll still take it. Oh, yeah. I mean... That that's my lock of the week. Yeah, uh, New Orleans minus three and a half is is no problem. I'll, I'll take that for sure. Yeah, that's my lock. I I feel good about that one. Um, San Francisco just seems to be struggling, even though they got a six six and three record. Kaepernick is really just hit the ground. <laughs> yep. He's come back to earth. I I don't know what's going on with him, but um, Drew Brees on the other hand is hitting his stride. And, and like you say, you know when you're at home with NL, um, they they can air it out. So. That, that's why I locked them up as my lock. And there's a high motivation for them to win. They they want to win, though, the home field yeah. advantage over Seattle. And Seattle's only got the one loss, so they they got to keep up. Yeah, they're, they're both teams, like when we speak of New Orleans and Seattle, that really thrive at being at home. And especially in the playoffs with just a, a crazy atmosphere that, that will be there, they really want to lock it down. And... They know you can't lose, you know, maybe any other football games this year. I mean, Seattle might, you know, either run the table or, or lose one or two games. So New Orleans definitely looking to cash cash this one in. Yeah, and uh, you went with your lock, so I'm going to go with my lock. And I'm going with the Buffalo really? Bills. Wow. EJ Manuel at home. He's a homer, bro. He's a, He's homer, a homer, but who's he throwing the ball to? Don't matter. I think Stevie's out. I think Robert Woods is out. He's got Chandler, right? Yeah. Maybe. 
I don't I don't watch enough Buffalo to to know too much about him. <laughs> AJ Spiller's running. Fred Jackson's running. That's that that's the one thing. And I mean, it is against the Jets where it's going to be kind of a grimy game, a pound ground and pound uh, ball game. So that that's the one thing you don't have to worry about trying to outscore the other team. It's not like New Orleans is in the building. Um, so that's the one thing I give to the Bills. But yeah, you don't got to worry about the point spread either. It's only one point. Uh, for Buffalo, so yeah. Buffalo minus one is my lock of the week. And Buffalo's playing hard. They, they keep on playing hard, and I would love if the Bills win just because the Jets have that kind of last playoff position. I don't think anybody's going to take it from KC, Denver, the loser between there, right? So um, if the Jets stumble, that just gives more reason why the Steelers can get back up in the picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's your next pick, man? Um, San Diego and Miami. Yep. The odds are just plus one for Miami, and I'm not buying Miami. I just think they're a team in turmoil. And at the same time, I'm feeling San Diego. You know, I've had to pick against them a couple times, but um, it was only because of the strength of the other squad. And San Diego's quietly putting together kind of like that bad good year. Um, They're a good bad team, I should say. So, um... Phil Rivers playing all right this year, and I like them against Miami, even if the game's in Miami. You're a bully, deal. I think you're really bullying Miami Dolphins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Might as well clobber them, knock them out. That's what yep. you got to do. Kill them, you know? Um, we talked about, you mentioned the AFC battle, Denver-KC, and that's where I'm going, man. Oh, okay, and uh, I know it's a big game. You got undefeated Casey. And this spread, Keeps I cannot moving. figure out, man. It's nine and a half points right now. Yeah. And Peyton Manning did not look good at the end of the game. There's like a, a hit that he took at the end of the game. Right. Where somebody went low and he got up limping bad. Yeah. But forget all that. Everybody talks about Casey. They haven't played anybody. They haven't beat anybody that has a winning record. Right. You want to guess how many teams Denver's beat that has a winning record? Yeah. How many? Oh, really? So, they haven't beat nobody either. So, and they're playing in the weak division, and that has a lot to do with it. But, like, neither of them have played anybody. I'm going to take KC to keep it close. As long as they can keep it close during the game, Alex Smith is no comeback hero. Yeah. But I think their defense will get pressure into Peyton. Peyton's not practicing the normal days that he would practice. And I think I think anything that throws him off his schedule, um, his routine, is a good thing for KC. And the way KC plays defense is right up in your face. And they come after the quarterback, which is what you have to do against Peyton. You can't say, I'm, we're going to beat him with the right coverage. We're going to beat him with the right scheme. No, man, you got to come after him and get in his face and uh, and get people around him and make him nervous, man. One of the things you got to look at Denver, too, is they don't have their coach. Yeah. However, if there had to be a good backup coach, I like Jack Del Rio. I like him a lot more than Wade Phillips. Jack Del Rio had a really good streak down there in Jacksonville. I'm sure they're missing him right now because he had that team playing well 
for numerous years. I mean, we're talking about a win over Pittsburgh in the playoffs a few years back. I can't forget about that. So if you're going to have a, an interim coach, I think he's good. Um, I'm just surprised at how big this spread is, how it keeps on moving. I, I believe it started at seven for Denver. Now it's at nine and a half. Um, but I, I can't touch this one because you never know if Peyton Man is just going to get hot and blow up the spot. Uh, if they start separating so, early, I think it's over. They're going to win by 20. But I just think it's going to be a different kind of game. Yeah, yeah. So had to yeah. st- stay away from that one. Um, yep. I believe I, yeah, I have the stinker of the week. Yep. Which I'm going to um, the huge disappointment this year. I believe you had them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Houston Texans yep. are playing the Oakland Raiders. And yep. I've got Houston Minus seven and a half. Wow. It went up to seven and a half. It I, was seven. I know. I, I initially looked at it at seven, but now I see it went to seven and a half. But I, I'm like, I'm still going to ride with the Texans. Because what I do like with the Texans team is they still seem to play with that fire, a little bit of heart. They got Kubiak coming back. Um, this Case Keenan guy, it seems like he's an all right quarterback. Looks like he can air it out. I don't know if Terrell Pryor's playing um, but I know he's been kind of beat up, and you know he just isn't getting the job done as a passer. So um, I like Houston in this one. Hmm. Interesting, man. With my stinker of the week, I'm gonna go to the Battle of Ohio. Yeah. Okay. You've got the Cleveland Browns coming off a of bye, and you got Cincinnati coming off of an emotional high, almost, uh, almost taking down Baltimore in an unlikely scenario and then losing in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be a three-point game no matter which way you go, so I'm going to take the team plus the points. Right now, Cleveland is plus five and a half, uh, but I think by Sunday we're going to get up to that key number of seven, and that's where I'm going to put some real money on Cleveland. Um, but I'll still put myself on the line and put it right now. I was tempted to uh, just battle you and take uh, take Detroit. Yeah. But like you said, it's a, it's a little bit of a trap. I actually got a lot of money on it already um, with some Pittsburgh fans. So I'm going to leave that one alone and let that one play out on its own. Um, I don't need any more added pressure to that one. I just can't believe you call this one the stinker of the week. You know, maybe historically or maybe three or four years ago, but right now this is um, a key matchup, surprisingly. Yeah. You know, um, Cleveland, I... I, I been hating on Cleveland, but they, they've been showing something, and Jason Campbell showing something, and uh, I feel you. It could be a tight game, um, but I also think that Cincy is probably going to come back into form at some point and reestablish themselves as, as the team to mess with in the AFC North, but they lost Geno Atkins. They've been just losing a couple guys. Andy Dalton, really wildly inconsistent, so again, I would love it if, if Cleveland wins this game because it just tightens up that division. I, maybe Pittsburgh doesn't even have to play for that wild card. Maybe we could take home the AFC North. Sounds a lot like the NFC East. Um, yeah, yeah. Barrel's full of trash here. Uh, it's, it's very interesting what's going on. Um, all right, so those are our five, five picks, man. I got Washington, Cleveland, New Orleans, KC, Buffalo, and you got Pittsburgh, Giants, New Orleans, San Diego and Houston. Yeah. Um, you enjoying yourself some NBA, man? Yeah, the NBA, man. It's, it's been a wild ride so far in the year. Like, 
Hey, I mean, it keeps on continuing, this parody in the league. It's interesting to see like a team like the Phoenix Suns get off to a, a big start. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very, I never expected that from Phoenix at all. No. At all. Um, some of these, uh, what about that rookie man, Carter Williams? Yeah, I mean, that's another thing for for him to get off to that start, for Anthony Bennett to to barely score a point at all. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that was uh, it's a little bit weird, man. What's going on there? Um, I've been watching. To be honest, I've been watching a lot more Spurs games than anything else. Well, Spurs off to a strong start for sure. Very strong start, and they're actually doing a lot with their with their bench, man. Tim Duncan is. Uh, I hate watching this. Uh, you're watching the greatest spur ever just deteriorate. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty sad to watch, man, when he has a, a night like last night where he went 1 for 12. Like, <sighs> Really? Wow. It's crazy to watch. But it's also crazy when he gets on is that he can still house guys, man. Hmm. He can still take new school guys like Boogie Cousins and these guys and and school the crap out of them in the post. Wow. And that and that's what's amazing to watch is they just take these guys and, and school them. Yeah. He had Bogut on him. He had David. Hmm. Is it David West? Um, no, nah, not David West. What's his name, man? Oh, David Lee. David Lee. School them. School them. And it, it's just very interesting to watch. And defensively, too. Still racking up the blocks. Mm-hmm. And he don't jump. Well, that's what you always want is for for your impact player, your franchise player, even if he's not as dominating on the offensive end, just to, to do some key things in the basketball game. And that's what you're seeing out of him, right? Did you see that college ball where um, those top three prospects played? Yeah, yeah. It's exciting to see so many, uh, you know, exciting players come into the league next year. Yeah, it's, uh, it also makes you think. What is teams like the Raptors doing? Well, yeah, I think that's what I'm really going to be interested in over the next month or so. Um, Because I think when teams get off to an underwhelming start uh, by mid-December to late December, I think you could see some trades happen early January that you would normally see at the trade deadline. Where teams are just trying to get out of it as early as they can and uh, take some else because... You know, teams like teams like the Raptors. You know, they're kind of on the fringes right now, but they just are an average team. So, um, you've had some surprisingly decent starts from teams like Boston, Orlando. Um, so it's almost like you might as well get out the mix and, and just bottom out, man. It looks like Miami's got a real championship hangover lingering, man. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I just don't, um, I don't see those guys as like. Guys who want to establish themselves with the 70 wins in a season. They know how long the season is nowadays. And um, I don't think they care necessarily about getting even that number one seed. They just want to make sure they go into the playoffs with Dwayne Wade on two feet. You know, not just hurt. Yeah, it's it's an interesting philosophy, man. It's basically like the light switch philosophy, right? You can just turn it on, turn it off whenever we feel like it. Um. What do you think about the Houston Rockets? Yeah, it's a bit surprising to see them, you know, fall off a little bit. I mean, they, they played a tight game with Toronto a couple of days ago. Um, at half, like, the, the Rockets were blowing them out, and then the Raptors come back and take it to double OT. So, 
Um, it's just a team trying to find its identity, I think. But um, I think Houston will, will be in the mix when all things are said and done. Um, it, there's just It's really bunched up right now in the West. When I was looking at the standings, I mean, um, Houston wouldn't be in the playoffs if it started today. But they're only one win behind the second seed, Portland. So, um, you know what? it's Getting crazy. Getting into the playoffs is nothing for, is not really an accomplishment for Houston. No, no. We talked about this at the start of the year. Like, they, they need, their goal gotta be Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they're gonna, they have no defense whatsoever. Yeah. And I think the, the defining game so far that they've had, that defines them as a team is their loss against the Lakers in Houston. Hmm. And Dan Tony's coaching the Lakers who have nobody. They have Pau Gasol shooting 30%. They have nobody. I don't recognize and half the names on that roster. No, man. And they went to a hack of Howard. His old coach, Dan Tony, mm-hmm. went to a hack of Howard. Howard invited it. And then he went like two for nine or something. And the Lakers come back and win the game on a Steve Blake three-pointer. Hmm. It was amazing to watch. Like, just a full collapse, man. Collapse. Yeah. James Harden don't play no defense. Yeah, he's starting to really get um, outed for that now, too. That uh, yep. He's really got to step up on some level because you you got to play defense, man. you got to play a little bit of it. Otherwise, you turn into Carmelo in the Knicks, right? Yeah, it, it, it's hilarious that the mistakes are going on. In the last two minutes, you can't just foul any guy and send Howard to the line. Mm-hmm. So Lakers come off of guard everybody except Howard. Then Houston, I think with Chandler Parsons, inbounds to Howard. <laughs> so they get the hack of Howard when it's not even, you know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, this guy can't even be on the floor anymore. Yeah, it's a huge liability for sure. We'll let it, let it shake out, man. We've got some uh, NFL still going strong, and we're kind of hitting our gambling stride. Let, let's keep this thing going, man. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm looking forward to it in a couple weeks. You got those Thanksgiving games, so it's it'll be a good Thursday night matchup. I know the Lions are playing, um, and now yep. they got an evening matchup, the classic Steelers-Ravens. So even if the Steelers are out of it, that's a game that I always look forward to anyway. So I, I'm going to be up in Chatham that night, so I'll be – Kicking it with some of the Chatham folks. I had to uh, book a show up there around that time. So I was like, this is perfect. I could go kick it with my man Doug, watch the Dallas game. I know he's a big Cowboys fan. Um, and then watch that Steelers game at night. That's nice, man. I actually just uh, picked up the tickets today for uh, for the Lions game. Going to that one by Christmas time when they play the Giants. Oh, nice. Nice. That'll be a rare 4 o'clock game. Yeah. We booked the Centennium uh, Hotel down there. <sighs> And uh, connected right to the Greek town. You know what's up. Sounds like trouble. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Detroit, uh, I mean, if way. they could keep this going, they've they've got it all really paved out. They really just got to finish it off right now. Um, for Chicago to be down, for Minnesota to have a terrible year, for Green Bay to lose Aaron Rodgers as long as they probably will, and now with the third string, I mean, there's no reason why the Lions shouldn't win that division. Um, so let's see how they do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go with it, man. Be a huge collapse. I mean, I, I don't know. 
I know you've gone through some tough times, but it's almost like that. That would be a big dagger if the Lions don't win the division and or make the playoffs with the position that they're in right now. Everything is clear for them to make it happen. They, they just got to seal the deal. I think they're going to. And they're going to start with the win at Pittsburgh this weekend, man. Yeah, I mean, in ex- exactly. I think the good thing this year is their defense. The, the Lions defense has been strong. Um, and, and last year they were just letting a lot of guys just fly by. So, um, you know, they, they're locking things down a little bit more. I mean, I know Calvin's not at 100%, but, you know, having Stafford back there is always a key asset. He can find some guys, though, as well. So I, I'm worried about it, yeah. man. I mean, I, I picked Pittsburgh, but at the same time, I know that Detroit offense can put up some points. So Troy better guess right yeah. right now, man. He, he's guessed wrong a few too many times lately. <laughs> I hear you, man. Um, we're even. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see it. if somebody can start to create some separation after this week. Man, we got some different picks going on. Well, I, I think that's the thing. Even if it's like two or three games, like you can fight your way back. We haven't had something go down like six or seven. That's when it's tough. <laughs> but it's yep. been pre- yep. pretty tight lately, and especially with last week, you know. You know, you think when you go 4-1, you're going to be all right. But I still lost out on that game with, with your perfect record, so... That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, didn't expect that, but it was good, man. It's nice to make uh, make some good money in a week and uh, and get back and in this and get the picks right. Oh yeah. All right, man. Till next time. All right, man. Next week. Let's ball hard.